This is the Peak Humans Podcast, where you come to get next-level insights, tools, and strategies on the psychology of peak performance and high-performance habits. If you'd like to join a community of heart-centered, growth-oriented innovators who are committed to performing at their highest level, click the link down below to join Peak Network. We do this through coaching, thoughtful discussions, and powerful connections. Join with the link down below for free access. This is Peak Humans episode number 122. Today's show is with Uris Scribans. Uris is a sports nutritionist and strength coach with a diverse background in education and personal development. Born in the Soviet Union, raised in independent Latvia, and currently residing in the United Kingdom. At the early age, he learned to speak four languages fluently, which is a reflection of his obsession to learning. Uris holds a master's degree in sports nutrition and works with business owners and world's strongest man competitors. Add that to his work with Tony Robbins coaching makes him a valuable addition to any conversation on personal growth and pushing past limitations. You can reach him on Instagram and YouTube at Uris Scribans. And now please enjoy today's show with Uris Scribans. Uris, thank you for joining the show, man. So good to see you here. Well, good to see you again. Yes. I'm glad we met uh, at Palm Beach. Before I even tell people how we met, though, I want to tell people what you do. Like, I love what you do. Uris, you create inhumans out of ordinary men, and you also create superhumans, right? So we're going to dig into that more, but uh, let's let's talk more about quickly how we met. So we met in Palm Beach at a, a Tony Robbins event. I saw you working out at the gym, and we started chatting, um, but it was great to see you, and great to see you again now, man. Tell us a little about your story and uh, how you got to doing what you're doing. Well, I got to do what, what I'm doing because people kept telling me that I'm great at coaching people in terms of health, which I've always done. Uh, so a little bit about myself is I was born in Soviet Union where upbringing was very physical. Yeah. From a little age, you were doing something all the time. And there were no distractions and whatnot. So mobile phones, no nothing. You, you were always working all the time. And if you were in school, you couldn't graduate school unless you attended at least three hours of PE lessons a week. And you had to be graded on them. You couldn't wow. just attend them. You had to be really good at them to graduate school at the end. So everyone was fit, healthy. There were also a couple of years where you were taught how to be a man and a woman, something that probably wouldn't be allowed now. Wow. Uh, but literally yeah. how to swap tire for a car, for a guy. Anyone could go wherever the hell they wanted, but... There were same same lesson for feminine and for masculine kind of side. You uh -huh. pick and choose where you, the hell you want to go, but usually guys went with guys and girls went with girls. And uh, I think that really helped in development of communication between like guys and, and girls as well. Yeah. And be because of all that, I was always very physically active. Yep. And I was always involved into something really like training, you know, and Arnold and Rocky and all those kind of things came on, yeah. in, on cinemas and you, you kind of got into that. And I never really considered that as a profession because I was just good at that. And then I moved to UK later in life and uh, everyone was like, you're really good at giving advice about how to do this, right? How to do that? Why don't you try to teach people for money? Yeah, I'm like, this is just common knowledge from where I come from. But I ended up going to university. I got got requalified in uh, in UK, uh, got accredited and all those kind of things. Ended up doing uh, really extensive learning and getting master's degree in sports nutrition at the end of all that. So mm -hmm. I got I got few degrees in, uh, but all health related. And uh, turned out everything I knew at the beginning, I did right but i never knew why i did it right yeah this is how i got to creating humans out of ordinary men because i truly believe any single person can literally change their physique change their mindset and change everything they do if they just apply simple principles that people don't want to do anymore mm. and uh, this is something i have i have done on youtube myself talking about basics that people miss out 
And uh, most of that is, first of all, acknowledging what you are actually doing. Like yeah. we go to Tony Robbins event, why the hell we are going there? To understand ourselves first. Right. That's the missing key. Yep. When you understand yourself, why are you, let's say, not healthy, overweight, or very fit, or really good at business, or whatever. A lot of people just do it, and they never acknowledge that. This is this was me, training in a gym, doing stuff, being very strong, and what I was uh, three years best powerlifter in my country, and I just did stuff. I, I never acknowledged why I'm oh. getting there. You, you were so, the best powerlifter in the country for three years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it was... It was in, in Latvia. So Latvia. I come from Latvia. We, was, we were part of Soviet Union. Then we broke up. It was an yeah. independent country for a while. Then we joined European Union, European Union and that's where I moved to UK. That's amazing. So, uh, yeah. And uh, all, all of that coming, coming aside was when I got to UK, I started to kind of work in, in fitness industry and health. And only when I went to Tony Robbins event, actually, in 2019, when he started to talk about patterns, I'm like, Damn it. <laughs> Anyone can become something unique. Yeah. If only they just realize what they do that makes them be the way they are now. Yes. And why they are not where they want to be in future. Yeah. So my my job as such is, is, is the simplest I can describe myself in one sentence is virtual assistant for health. So right. I come in, we go through your patterns, we dissect them, what you do great already. Then we go through what's probably not optimal and we reorganize them and put new patterns in place so you can become that exceptional human being who leads by example in terms of health, mental clarity, business, all those kind of things. Because let's be honest, three things that are always linked in between each other, it's your health, your wealth, and your relationships with people. Yep. One of those three is missing out always. Yep. That's what people don't re realize. Like, if you are really successful in business, your relationships might suffer. If you're really good in relationships, your business might suffer. If your health is really up to par, everything else suffers, and, and so on and so forth. It does not have to be like that. Right. You know what I mean? This is where I come in into like, okay, you're doing these kind of things. Let's create different personalities for different parts of the days so you can take care of all these three. That, to me, is definition of inhuman who is someone who can take care of himself, yep. his surrounding, his peers, and all those kind of people in terms of wealth, and then also uh, have really good connections in, in relationships as well on a personal level. That's so which, cool. Which is Tony Robbins stuff that we did do you, all the time. Did you, say, did you say you help people create different personalities for different types of days? Is that what you said? Or what about that, about when you help them create the pattern? So, Yeah. That's something that people oft, often say, I'm just a mess or something like that. And I just sit down and talk to them, okay, you are just a mess, but if you're just a mess all day through, yeah, what's your day is going to look like? Yeah. Because people who are involved, for example, in training physically, they, they usually have different personality when they train. Right. And they never switch that personality off. Right. So if someone has great physique, it's because they have ability to tap into a person who has developed that physique. Yeah. Yep. But can they switch it off and go home and be really nice with their girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever? Yeah. Carry on the day and then go in a job and have really good relationships with everyone else they work with. Um, and this is why you need to have different personalities. Imagine you going out on a date and being the way you are with your best friend, who right. you know since you were five years old. Right. Not going to get very far. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like different scenarios need need different personalities, and yep. I I really encourage people to nurture them. Yeah, you know, I love. How that. many times have you heard uh, when someone says, "Oh, I go to gym because it's my safe space" or this and that? Yeah, yeah it's great, but that means you are creating problems outside the gym, right? To need that safe space. Nope. Yeah. How about you flip and have different personality in that gym? For me, when I go in a gym, I'm a cyborg. Like you yeah. cannot distract me. You can't do anything there. I'm gonna get my stuff done. Yep. Get over it as quick as I can and be as powerful and fast as I can and, and go home and forget about it. Wow, yeah. You know, whereas before, in I think in between age of probably 14 to 21, I was like that 24-7. Mm. And I wasn't the nicest person to be around then. <laughs> 
because that's why I was one of the best in, in my country in powerlifting because I, I was always let's get let's get more work done let's get more work done and not many people can keep up with that pace yeah and when you get more work done you usually don't involve in communication yep. that's when relationships start to break down yep that's so true so is there a way a lot of people ask me this and I know what I believe about it but I'm curious what your answer is is there a way for people to still have that high level commitment and standard for their body or for whatever it is they're working on and not and and still be well-rounded and not be like me like whatever a jerk or an asshole or just overcompensate in other areas of their lives is there a way to do that yeah absolutely cool and first of all you uh i truly believe that your health should be number one all the time yep like without health all that money all those connections all those girlfriends yeah. boyfriends and parties they, they just don't matter yep. because you're gonna burn out much uh, much 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 quicker Yep. And uh, if you are healthy, you can enjoy life at a completely different level. Yep, it's so true. And uh, even the littlest thing, even like if I get sick or I, I I hurt my chest a little bit the other day, I never did it before working out, doing back, right? So obviously they're linked, but like, it's like, it kind of sucks right now that my, my chest is a little hurt and it's not even that big of a deal. Like when I was a kid, I broke my foot and I was on crutches for like three months in New York city. And it's like, man, I do anything just to be able to walk. So my point is like, I agree hundred percent. Your health is the yeah. first. Piece. Yeah. And when, when you get yourself injured, you, you need to swap yourself again. Like, okay, I am going to go to gym, not to get this kind of result. What I was chasing before yep. I need to adapt now. Yep. You know, this, this is, this is how I do my work. I work with people who are usually somebody who is involved in a business. Somebody's really busy. They value the health aspect of it but they yeah. have fallen out with love uh with love in the part of that because they feel just bored and, and tedious doing it yeah yeah and i come in and i plug and play and i adjust their day and i'm like we're gonna get make this fun yeah we're gonna make sure that we still reach your goals at the end of it and if something happens in the middle of all that i just take care of that and reorganize everything so like uh when you travel to all these seminars and all those kind of things and you try to do same exact, let's say, workout routine or same exact diet yeah. or whatever daily habits, it's just not going to work. And most of the people, they get overanalyzed and uh, they get in a point where they overanalyze everything and they yeah. don't realize that that stress that they're causing now is taken away from their experience what they should be having when they are out of the environment they were in. Yep. And there will be not much progress made in terms of health and fitness. All you can do now is limit the damage you're doing. By right. taking yourself of, of the natural environments that you're usually comfortable being in. Yep. So uh, everything needs to be periodized. You know, same with like in relationships or in a business or something like that. You, you go to startups and you got everything going, this and that. Ideally, you want to set up everything to the point where you can sell your business, even if you yeah. don't sell it. If it's not sellable, it's not really a business. Yep. And then you can restart again. Yep. You know, same as your training. You need to get set goals through the year okay at this stage i want to be really lean at this stage i want to be really fit at this stage i want to be really powerful you can't right. have them all at one time because you're yeah. just gonna burn out yeah you know yeah you can't train for a marathon and a bodybuilding competition at the same time no no it's not gonna happen right. but you can mix and match them and yeah. you should mix and match them just because eventually the strongest link will uh overpowers the weakest one and that's probably why you got injured you something mm. wasn't in, in alignment with what you're trying to achieve hey yeah. maybe you were not hydrated well enough or maybe you got you know every time i travel i don't train hard yeah like when we were working out i was just doing some full body stuff you know yeah. i was just running through things just to get my uh, insulin sensitivity up so i can eat some garbage food whilst i'm there right. and not worry about it Whereas when I'm home, I will be really strict with, hey, today I'm going to go and I'm going to do these things in this sequence at this intensity at such and such time. That's it. Yeah. That's I what I'm that. making progress. And, and basically, it's like you said, it's setting up the patterns, right? Based on traveling, based yeah. on your yeah. how big you want to get in your goals. That's awesome. Can you yeah, tell absolutely. us Can you tell us why, like you said, you believe anybody could become a super superhuman? Like, why do you, if somebody's doubting, I'm sure a lot of people would doubt that, right? So why do you, what would your answer be for that? Why, why, why can anybody become a superhuman? Because standards for being superhuman are so low at the moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the main thing. So, yeah. uh, which is basically just, just checking what you can do and what you can't do. A lot of people I start working with, 
uh, I'll be honest, I can't even walk without running out of breath. Yeah. You're like, this is serious issue. Yeah, but right. I'm still going to gym every single day. That's, that does not mean you are fit and healthy. Right. Like there have been so many people who are going to the gym and then even football players dropping down with heart attack. Right. Because they, they were not taking care of what actually mattered. You know yep. what I mean? So uh, all the basics all need to be taken care of. And why I truly believe anyone can achieve that it's because, like I said, standards are fairly low now to, to be there. And yeah. there is only so strong and fit you need to be to be at your best. Yep. You, yep. you don't need to be like ridiculously strong to Olympic level standards or yeah. being able to run a marathon or something like that to be extremely fit, healthy, and never care about going to your doctors or whatnot. Right. Because let's be honest, physical activity is the best medicine out there. It, it's just, there is no denial in that. Yep. And yep. Uh, most of the people ignore that because they want immediate effect or they want to see significant changes all that time. Right. So it yeah. sounds like a lot of this is like a mindset shift also for people, right? Like what they expect and also maybe yeah. who they're, it's like, if you're starting to work out, it's not a good idea to compare themselves to somebody like you who's been training for oh, a long absolutely. time and knows what he's doing. Right? But most people, I, I'm, I've been guilty of this too, but obviously I've trained myself and I've learned from a lot of events like Tony Robbins to how to not do that, right? Because you're not going to, success only builds on success. So if I'm going to, I go to Gold's Gym here in Venice, right down the street. And it's like, I walk in there and every day it's like just other amazing specimens like yourself, right? It's like one guy's like this gymnast that can do like these crazy cartwheels and pull-ups. Another guy's like 500 pounds of pure muscle. But like, if I compare myself to them, it's like, I'm already shooting myself on the foot. Yeah. And you need to realize to get there. Yeah. Air patterns will be so engraved into just that lifestyle. Yeah. But they probably don't have much else going on. Yeah, that's true too. Yep. Are, are you really wanting to sacrifice everything like that? So I have competed in bodybuilding, powerlifting, and all kinds of things. I've been like top three in a, on a world in a Mr. Universe and all those kind of things. Wow, yeah. But what, what, uh, was, what was your what was your best lift or what, what were you best at? Is it uh I was the best I think in comparison was my bench press. Yeah, okay. So what? at 90, I believe, no, 82.5 kilos, I was benching 190 kilos, which I believe is close to 500 pounds. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. And that was like, I was 17 years old. Like, yeah. I don't train for strength anymore because, like I said, there is only stro so strong you need to be. Yeah. Uh, but when I was obsessed with that, I was, uh, that was my best lift by, by miles. That's for amazing, anyone at that body weight. Yeah, that's incredible, I was man. Little, Little skinny kid with massive glasses on. And uh, I remember when I did my first powerlifting event and I went outside and uh, you announce your lifts and you have three attempts and you announce your lowest lift. And the starting sequence goes by who is announcing the lowest amount of weight is going to go first. Yeah. And the highest weight goes last. Yeah. I ended up coming out last. Yeah. And with my first attempt, I won all show. <laughs> I was like, that's it, a wrap. <laughs> it was funny because I walked out and everyone was laughing because when you think about powerlifters, it's usually power belly and big cheeks and this and that. I yeah. was just a crony little kid Damn. because I come from a fairly poor upbringing and uh, I had no money for food and whatnot. I just trained like a maniac. Oh my God. So I yeah. walked out there. I, I, I made my lift. I you, you lower a bar for a bench press and I just pressed it and, and, and racked it. Silence. You, you could hear a pin <laughs> drop if you wanted to. And and after that event, everyone's like, what the hell is happening there? So oh, if I would have gone not in junior class, but in open class, I would have been second behind my training partner, who was Europe's strongest guy at that time. Wow. And he never told me that as well, because it was just so humble about it. He just didn't care. He just liked training. It's the same like me. Yeah. That's so funny. I love that. That's so good. Uh, was that... Maybe it's more just naturally you're just really good at bench or was that one you just chose to focus on? Uh, it others? definitely comes down to genetics as well because yeah. uh, first of all, I was brought in kind of farm-like environment yeah. and my bone structure is more rigid than anyone else's. Yeah. So uh, I actually did it in university. My bone density is 3.5 or 3.7 times higher than normal people. Oof. Yeah. Uh, and that's obviously from weightlifting for so long. Yeah. But girth of my bones is is bigger than than average for human beings, mm -hmm. which means I have bigger uh, point of attachment for my tendons to to hold on to. Uh, so yeah. I, I am really made for heavy lifting. 
Yeah. So I'm never right. going to be this fitness model and whatnot. Just I'm right. just too bulky. So for me to look good, I need to be freakishly big. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I look like just just blocky. You're you're like those plus size fitness models. How they, how they have like those plus size models. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I fit in fit right in those. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but uh, after all that, it kind of diverged into bodybuilding when I moved to UK. Yeah. And then I started to like question everything. Why are people doing these things and yeah. that and that? What what actually happens behind everything? But I I just got tired of being brainless kind of follower yeah uh, i've never been that way and yep. that's when i started to go to university try to invest my time into understanding how things work this and that and and when i went to tony robbins event i'm like damn it this is the thing that i've been looking for it's yeah pattern. it's what's where how how we reorganize that and none of the my knowledge from academia matters if i can't get pe- person to change mentally right because none of that knowledge that I know, I, I can give to you, hey, do this, do this, do that. If you mentally don't buy into it, that knowledge is useless. Yep. It's so true. You know? Yeah. Real quick. And then I do want to talk about the mindset stuff. And you like you nailed it, right? It's like, I, I used to be a bit, I, I played basketball in college. I actually was a fitness trainer for a bit too, because that was my first passion after basketball. It was like health and fitness and it still is. But then I also got into the mindset, of course, with after going to Tony's events. But then I, so I agree, like if you don't have the mindset in basketball too, I'm like, man, if I knew, if I had the mindset I have now playing basketball, I would have tried to go to the NBA. Like before in college, I was like, oh, I can't do it. It's too hard or nobody yeah. makes it. Or at least I would have gone to Europe and played in like Spain or Italy or wherever. Like I have friends that did that and it was such an awesome time for them. But real quick before we shift to the mindset stuff is um, one, you talked about the bones. So it's really powerful and just verify if this is correct to, to live longer and have longer longevity. Weightlifting is good for your body because it strengthens your bones, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's increases your bone density. This is extremely important, especially for women. Yeah. As women have higher uh, predisposal to lose uh, bone density yep. as they age. And uh, I forgot the paper, but they've actually done it in Australia where they tested uh, weightlifting in, uh, how do you call them, old people, houses and whatever. Yeah. They they got them into gym, yep. literally. Do some squats, do some this and that. You start with body weight, obviously. And then when they did that and followed up, people who were involved in training, physical training, were far less susceptible to falls, illnesses, and they just had better uh, life quality. Yeah. So it's just literally the best fountain of youth is yep. resistance training. Not yep. running, but resistance training. Running will probably great for fitness and whatnot, but it still can cause a lot of issues in terms of overuse. Yeah. If you always do the same exact movement every single day and don't do anything else, yep. your hips, your knees and feet and all those kind of things from running will end up yeah. aching. You yeah. know, throw some resistance training in and you will be going much longer and you will feel much better for it. Yeah. It'll wear down your joints too. When I run too much on cement, my knees start to hurt my ankles. So yeah. yeah. It's funnily enough, only injury I've ever had was from running half a marathon. Really? Yeah. And I've not run that long since. I was yeah. I only did it because people said, Oh, you can't run. And I was like 115 kilos, which I believe is 230 or 40 pounds. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, when do you want me to do it? Yeah, oh, I'm doing one in five weeks. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'm gonna be there, and I did it. <laughs> but at the end of that, I pulled my hamstring, and uh, I could not squat for eight years after that. Eight years, damn. Took me eight years to recover from that one day. Oof. Yeah. Horrible experience. Never again. That was rough. Yeah. Okay. And then the other thing I want to ask you is, in ter- and in terms of like when an ideal time of day is to work out for people, and I think it. It varies maybe, right? Depending on your goals and how you operate. But I like to work out first thing in the morning just because for me, it just primes my day and I feel incredible yeah. for the rest of the day. Like, I, And I'm sure obviously there's always the hormones that get released by lifting weights. But do you have any suggestions on that for just people in terms of like when they should work out? Well, ideally you work out when you have time. Yeah. Human beings as such as are evolved to be physically most active midday. So if you can make oh, okay. your training midday, oh, that's cool. amazing. Not many yeah. people can do, uh, but 
that way I would set out a day for someone who is, uh, let's say, a business owner who can take yeah. care of their own time schedule. Yep. Wake up in the morning, go out for a walk, do some journaling, do some priming, all those kind of things. Yeah. Just chill, basically connect yourself with days starting. Yeah. You know, uh, then do your job. Do your yep. most intense mental job at that time. Get everything out of the way. Then go for a little walk before you train midday. Yeah. Get your training out of the way. Then straight after that, start kind of winding down in sense of not do anything intense in terms of thinking or physically. Yeah. And then finish up your day. That's so cool. The most chunk of the activities, physical and mental, would be in the morning. Yeah. Just because that's how human beings have developed. Yeah. I like that. I like kind of like getting the th mental work or the whatever work it is, right? Then get the workout and that's cool. I like that. And I and it's not that setting too. a stone, hey, you need to do it this way. Yeah. But if I had someone with ideal settings who comes to me and says, I can do whatever the hell I want. I have my own gym. Yeah. Uh, which I, I work with quite a few people who are like that. I'm like, great. Can we do this? Can you wake up in the morning, go out for 10, 15 minutes, just leave your phone at home, just go around your block or whatever the hell you have available there. Yep. Then come home, connect with your family, kids, have a nice breakfast with them do all the stuff then straight into mentally taxing job yeah and get your frustration out in the middle of the day in the gym yeah it, exactly what i was thinking right it's a great little like reset and like pattern interrupt and just get yourself back into your body after you're mm -hmm. doing some of that mental work sweet yeah, man and not, not many can do that but if you prefer to do it first thing in the morning it's great i used to yeah. hate uh, trade in the morning but now i train only in the morning yeah um, I feel physically the best at night. And then I would adjust it also as well when I need to be the best. So if you're a bodybuilder, yeah. it would be completely different then. Yeah. Then I would go oh, and sit down sure. and talk to, talk to you. Okay, you are a bodybuilder. You're going to compete. At what time of the day you're going to compete? Let's train around that time. Uh, yeah. That's why when I want your body to come to life. Right. So, and, and again, if you're a strongman or a powerlifter or something like that, that's going to be completely different as well. Right. I love that. But for cool. someone who is just health oriented and all those kind of things, it will be more about not when you train. Yeah. What your overall day looks like. Yep. I love that. That's cool. And it goes back to what you said in the beginning, right? Designing the patterns for each individual that you work with. Yeah. That's so cool. So people could find out more about this because I, I wanted to ask you about nutrition stuff too, but, but and for the sake of time, they could find out more of this stuff on your YouTube channel, of course. Your, what, yeah. what is your YouTube channel? Do they just find your name? It's and just my, my name and surname. So you're a scribant. Yeah. And uh, so I created Becoming a Superhuman series. Yeah. Uh, I base those series on uh, Tony Robbins' Life Force book. I don't know mm. if you have read it yet, mm. but uh, it's, so a, it's, like a, it's like a Bible, 700 yeah. pages, something like that. It's crazy. And he talks about all those things about like your habits, your patterns, your hormonal health, blood work, and all those all those things. So I touch up on on my series about all that as well. Hey, yeah. And, and it's and it's made in a sequence way. It's it's almost as a course. Yeah. That you need to listen to video one, apply all this, come back next week, listen to video two. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. do this because if you take too much at the same time, you're just not gonna do anything. Yep. Can you take just one point from each video, apply it, stack it up, habit stacking? And by the end of that, you you should be really good at understanding about what works for you, understanding your own patterns about what have you done before that was taken away from you being at your best. Yeah. And always going back and revisiting. Uh, this is why I like journaling for that kind of stuff. Hey, what yeah. do I do this week? What can I do next week that's already good? Yeah. What I need to kind of subtract and put something new in mm. and, and carry on in that way. Um, that's cool. I'm the most active I'm on Instagram and it's still just, just same name. Uh, You're a and I, just try to, I just try to give as, as much knowledge as, as I physically can. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I checked out your stuff. It's great content. And you do give oh, like Tony does, right? You over, over deliver. So it's great. So they can go to, I'll, I'll put the links up of course, in the, in the notes for the, for the video and for the podcast audio, but uh, for your Instagram and for your YouTube channel. Um, I love what you said about, uh, what was that that you just said? Um, I forget now. All right, whatever. So let's talk about the the mindset though, right? Because that's again, like you were saying, it's like if you don't have those mental shifts in the mindset, it's you're not going to do. You're not going to. You can have all the best information in the world, but you're not going to do anything with it. So like may, maybe start with your story about the mindset, right? I know you had a 
uh, a fun, inspiring story about how you made some shifts uh, for yourself too. Yeah. yeah. Well, first of all, I was lucky is that I was born in Soviet Union. You kind of, you had to be mentally tough. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and and my dad was always giving me these nudges like, hey, show me your friends. I'll show you your future kind of stuff. Mm. Or you can only do what you believe you can do. Yeah. You, you, wow. you, you only fail you get, when you give up. All those kind of things. Your, your dad would uh, tell you that? Yeah. That's he so was cool. not man of many words, but he would give little short nudges like Zatnav and Zen. Yeah. And you're like, you haven't talked to me all day. And then you told me that. <laughs> and you start thinking about it all day. You know, I'm like, why did you tell me that? That's and so that good. was uh, why I why I stopped drinking and all those kind of things quite early because I realized I'm sitting around people who are always older than me because I was youngest sibling in my in my family out of six. Wow, yeah. So by the time I got to school, I already knew three languages and uh, I was I was ahead of everyone else of my age because yep. my siblings were teaching me at home. Yeah. So I'm not saying I was like bright or whatever in in terms of that, but yeah, you got I'm the benefit of. I I never really connected with people my age. Yeah. Because I I already was thinking of as someone as my siblings who were like my oldest sister is more than twenty years older than me. Wow. Yeah. So uh, that's funny. It's the same with me. I'm the youngest of six. And uh, it's same thing. It's you just get the the, the gift of observation and learning from yeah. the good stuff and the bad stuff. Yeah, and and I was lucky that my dad was telling me, "Hey, show me your friends. I'll show you your future." So at yeah. one point, it actually clicked, and I started looking at my friends who are older than me, always talking about how amazing they're going to do in life and this and that. And I'm yeah. like, "You've been talking the same stuff for over a year now, and you haven't done anything." <laughs> and I'm like, "I need to get out of here." Right. Wow. That was yeah. my first breakthrough kind of kind of to begin with. But then when I went to Tony Robbins event, I didn't even want to go to Tony Robbins event. Yeah. So I was kind of when did you when did you realize that about your friends? You're like, oh, I need to get I need to kind of shift my peer group a little bit. Was it that was you're... 20 something, and it was yeah. after a heavy night out in a nightclub when my yeah. one of my friends wronged me. Uh one of two girls that I spoke to in a school because they were like highly educated and whatnot. So yeah. one of the girls wronged me and she like, how are you doing? I'm like, great. I've just been out. And uh, she's like, yeah, yeah, I saw you just a couple hours ago. We spoke. I'm like, I can't remember. <laughs> and she said one sentence. She said, I don't think you're doing what you really want to do. Wow. I put my phone down. I walked into, I was living in students accommodation. I walked into my room. I told all my friends to basically do one. And I've not seen them since. Wow. That was amazing. It. I've not been drunk since that day. Wow. That's incredible. That's amazing. It's a, it's so cool that you had like a guide or an awesome friend, right? Just kind of give you that uh, feedback. And then it's really amazing that you actually like took it in and like right away you made some changes. That's amazing. Because I walked in and I, what all my friends were older than me and I'm like, yeah, am I going to be like this in five, 10 years? I'm like, no chance. Just wow. no yeah. chance. Yeah. And I had to break out of that. Yep. And the biggest, uh, the Tony Robbins breakthrough happened when uh, I was kind of nudged, hey, this event is happening and whatnot. Uh, Who told you? Who told you about the event? Uh, it was uh, my girlfriend at the time. Cool. So we went there. We, uh, I wanted to go there to support her, everything she does and whatnot. And I said, Look, I'm, I'm going to even buy a ticket in case you need to bring some food in and whatnot. I did a yeah. little research. Oh, it's very intense. And I'm like, uh, you, you do your stuff, whatever. And I walked in. But me being me, I always do things 100% or none. Yep. So I'm sitting there with my book. I showed you the photo of my first event. I'm like, I'm hating my life here. Like yep. 12,000 or 15,000 people on that day. And I'm sitting in the furthest corner <laughs> possible. And in the like, nosebleeds. Why is everyone screaming and jumping? And I'm like, oh, God, you're weird people. Yep. Two days later, I room my bank and like I need money how much money <laughs> <can you give> me? <laughs> and I signed up to everything Tony does and like he says life because they would be the same again That's and, so awesome. uh, the, the biggest shift what happened there was uh because of Soviet Union upbringing you yeah. were never allowed to have money if you had money you're a bad person you probably uh, have yeah. stolen it you're this you're that so I had a lot of limiting beliefs about money I was living enough for myself to make enough yep. money to survive and that was it yep but the main sentence that, that made a shift in my head was when Tony said, stop focusing on making money. Start focusing on creating wealth mm. so you can help others. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, damn. Like, this is what I was missing out. Yeah. 
I was always that person who is, but I just make enough for myself and I I don't need more than this. And I, I'm like, yes, that's great, but that's the most selfish lifestyle you can have. Yep. As the literally is the lowest level of uh how can I even describe that? Of your ability to help others. Yeah. Because all you are focused in your head is I just need to make enough for myself. Yep. I just need to have enough for myself. Like yep. if something happens to you, that's it, you're burdened to society. Yeah. No one is benefiting from you being poor or just getting by. Right. Nobody, not a single person. That's what education is going to tell you. You just need to have enough for yourself. You just need to have enough for yourself to pay your bills, live happily ever after for with two holidays a year and then die. And right. Like, you, we don't need to live like that. And and oftentimes as well, when you, when you uh, talk to people, yeah, but rich people are like this and that. I'm like, yeah. name me rich people who are bad. Right. They might name one or two, and I'm like, carry on. You, you yeah. say, what, is there just one, two rich people on the planet? And they're like, they're just staring at me. Like, what do you mean? Right. And then I start talking about like Tony Robbins. Oh, his, his, his events are so expensive. And this and that. Yeah. Like, Dude, the guy is making billions. He doesn't do it for money. Yeah. He has a price tag. So people come and listen. Yep. Because if you don't pay, you don't pay attention. Yep. Simple as. Yep. And because his price tag is the way it is, people with high level of desire to be better yeah. are always there. Uh, yep. Those people who are wanting to change will always go there. Yep. Because let's be honest, he runs free stuff online and he does free stuff yeah. all the time. And the free and, stuff is and the free stuff is so good too. And, and people complain about it. Yeah. Oh, he didn't give us enough time. I'm like, dude charges eleven. Uh, uh, he charges one million to just talk yeah. to you. Yep. You get it for free and you complain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but yes, uh, uh, after after that first event, I went to Business Masteries and reset everything the way I think about how I, like, I never realized business is not about making money. Business is about healthy people. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I've been doing this all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is why people are struggling because all they're thinking about is how to pay my bills. Yeah. They never focus on how can I help others. Yep. And you can't help others if you haven't helped yourself first. Yep. You know, hey, you otherwise you're just a fraud. You know? Yep. If I'm not fit and healthy, I can't go and preach about fitness and health. Right. If if not, if I'm not financially stable, if I can't take care of my family, my friends, all those kind of things, and then I go and give advice about money, it's it's yep. nonsense. Yep. How many times you have seen people who are in relationship getting advice from people who are not in relationship? Yeah. Yeah. And you're like. Dude, I, I know it's your best friend, but he has had 15 girlfriends in the last 10 months. Right, right. He shouldn't be giving you advice about your life. Right. Nope. <laughs> yeah, but he knows me since I was a little kid. Yeah, and it still doesn't matter. <laughs> it's know, so true, man. It, it's, it's understanding yourself. It's like you, you have gone through the same experience where you go there and you think like, damn, this is why I am the way I am. Yeah. And until you are open-minded enough to unlock your own brain and yep. deliberately change it you you, you can't help any, anyone else yep because otherwise you just project your opinion on others yep and not really helping them yep it's so true you get you stay in your own story and your own belief systems right and the and the, yeah. and the pattern right you're, you're locked in that pattern mm. yeah, yeah absolutely what about so in terms of like mindset and like mental and emotional uh, patterning, right? Like what are some suggestions you have for people to, to start doing, getting better at that if they're not, not doing it at all, or maybe doing a little bit and just want to get better, like what rituals or habits or what, where would you suggest people to start to, to start improving that? I would suggest to, first of all, go and, uh, be honest with yourself about what you do throughout the day. Yeah. Because uh, first and foremost issue is we don't have enough time. Yep. To get better to do this, to do that. Yep. And I uh, now it's really easy. You just get a phone and get your phone uh, screen time. Yep. I always talk to my clients and, so... and they go, "Hey, I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that." Yeah. Like, okay, take your screen time, and they're like, "Why?" Yeah. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. You know, let, check, let's go check, through these. Check your Instagram screen time. Yeah, and go and, and be honest with yourself and write down how many days uh, you've been busy, then right. how many of those days you actually were productive. Yep. Being busy and productive are two completely different things. Yep. And then how many days of those that productivity yep. you did something meaningful to change your future. 
Yep. And it ends up maybe an hour a week. Yeah. And so say, yep. I work 70 hours a week. I work 100 hours a yeah. week. And you're like, no, you're busy 100 hours a week yeah. because you try to distract yourself because you have no clear vision about what you actually want to do. Yep. You would just try to get that significance by doing something. Hey, I achieved something. It, it's great. But you, you, all you did was avoid doing the ugly stuff that's yeah. going to make the change. Yep. That's so you know, true. You want to grow your business. You want to have better relationships. You want a better health. You need to start somewhere. Yep. But people never start somewhere because they have a lot of excuses why they're not doing it. Yep. How so many times true. you have had friends who are wanting to get fitter or healthier and say, I don't have time. I need to buy a gym membership then. And then I need to do this. Then I need to research what exercise to do, what diet to follow, what million stuff. Yep. And then you ask them, what, what do you like to do? Oh, I go, I like going, uh, going out and hang out with my friends. So what do you need for that? Well, I just ring them up and hang out with my friends. Like, so you don't need to book a time for that. You don't need to have yeah. money to actually enjoy things you want to do with your friends. You don't need to buy some clothing. You don't need to organize that you all are free at the same time. And I list them 15, 16 things. And they're like, I never thought about like that. Yeah. Like, yeah because you love that. Yep. And you have created stories that this is easy, but it's yep. not. It's the same amount of effort. Yep. That's such but, a great, that's such a great distinction. Yeah. Yep. But because you haven't got anyone showing you that it's as simple as that, you know, like I said, go go to my YouTube and listen to Becoming Superhuman series. Yeah, It's little step-by-step guide how to get from I am doing absolutely nothing with my health yeah. to understand what you can do straight away to change your life for good. Yeah, And it's not going to be, oh, I'm going to be training two hours every single day. No, just go out for a walk. Right. Can you yep. physically get yourself out <laughs> in a sunlight not even walking, just in the sunlight, stand outside. So many people never have any exposure to sun at all. Yeah, They get out of the house, in a car, to job, into office, yep. get back, get to cafe or whatever, meet up with their friends, go home. That's it. Yep. There was no exposure to sun at That's all. That's wild, like isn't it? Year. Yeah. And that one thing can change your life drastically because how our body reacts to it. Yep. Yeah. That's the, we were talking about biohacking before we started the podcast, right? Like that getting sunlight is another simple example of a, a biohack, right? Instead of like, Absolutely. and it will change your stuff. mindset as well, you know, because you start, you start habit stacking and all those kind of things. Like I said, can yeah. you do that without any distractions in the morning? Yep. Then you'll be more self-aware about your own feelings now. Yep. Oh, today I feel tired or today I feel good today. Instead of going on and I don't know, doing something meaningless, yeah. putting a TV and watching some news. Like yep. they're scripted anyway. What what are you gonna learn there? Yeah. <laughs> they tell you what they want you to hear, not what actually happened. Yep. You know? And also I'm get... lucky enough to uh, know four different languages. So I can see point of view from different countries. Yeah. One event is described completely different. Wow. That's uh, and really ever cool. since that, I'm like, you know what? I'm just not gonna listen to anything and I'll always try to research my own opinion first. Yeah. That's cool. I want to ask you about how you learned those four languages before I do. Like, I love one, the one ritual you said, which is great is the journaling, right? You reflect on the week and you kind of figure out how you can keep making it better the next week. Right. And like also learning. So same thing with uh, your other parts of your life, right? You can use the journaling as a process to up level that with your mindset as well. So that's, I love that. And with journaling is uh, just realizing one distinction that clicked me. You can't yeah. be, angry and happy at the same time yeah you can't be you and like and you, you can't be do, doing that so when you no. do journaling you reflect on all the good things that's happened yeah and people always have a habit stacking when they are sad right so something happens they have their sad playlist they dim their lights they wrap in a blanket whatever they say every single person has it right you know what i'm talking about when you yep. have been at your worst in your life, you had something that you stacked up to make yourself feel even worse. Yep. So you can do that with good things. Yeah. If you start your day with journaling, hey, what great it happened yesterday? Oh, I had a really good conversation with this person, or I heard this little quote that really lightened up my day. Or you know what? I woke up and this t-shirt just fits great today. Yeah. You're not going to be thinking about what such and such said about you when you were yep. 12 years old and made you cry. You, yep. It's not going to happen. Yep. You know, 
And then when you get in that ritual to stack these good habits, all you start seeing is just good. It's so cool. Yep. Isn't it cool? It's like the pat again, patterns. You just reverse that pattern of the negative spiral to the upward spiral. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. In terms you can't of tell someone just don't be sad because you can't leave an empty void. You need to feel yeah. something. Yep. And you said something great too. You talked about the, how people keep themselves busy to meet their need for significance. So what, what about that piece with the, 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 I think you were talking about the human need, right? So people also, yeah, yeah, yeah. that drives a lot of people's behaviors too, right? Yeah. So we, we all have these, these needs we, we need to meet. So uh, you have your significance, uh, certainty, variety, love and connection, your contribution and, uh, and, and growth. Yep. Uh, and the way you list them will heavily impact how you go around your day. Yeah. So to simplify it, imagine if all you're focused on is making sure you look good. Yep. Instead of making sure your job is done. Yeah. You're going to spend a lot of time in the morning prepping how you look. Right. If you're focusing on, I need to get my job done well, and only then how you look, all you're going to focus on is, is everything done good? Right. You know, yep. two people are trying to get same exact thing, but in different order of sequence. So outcome is completely different. Right. Yep. You know, and that's what six human needs are. So yep. if you're only valuing significance, always wanting to feel important, you're going to do a lot of weird things. Yep. And don't get me wrong. Significance is the most important thing when it comes to getting stuff done. Yeah. But if it's the only most important thing and the number one thing, then you usually get left behind in being lonely and just being considered absolute jerk. Yeah. Cause it's Whereas never enough, right? On, let's say you focus on significance and then everything else is on, on different level. You just get stuff done and everything else is left behind. But if you focus on connection, yeah. And then significance. Yep. You make sure that everyone else gets involved. Yeah. And then you get that significance by, hey, we're getting this stuff together. You know, and the job is being done in completely different mindset and out outcome will be completely different as well. Yep. That's so cool. It's a slight, well, maybe not a slight, but it's a slight little distinction that uh, is a life-changing, world-changing uh, change in your experience. And this is what I talk to yeah. people who are coming to work with me. I'm like, yeah. they oftentimes because of social media, usually six week transformation. I want to get lean. I'm like, do you really want to get lean? Yeah. Or do you want to feel powerful, confident, uh, hold pride in what your your job uh, you've done with your physique and all those kind of things? Yeah. Because if you focus on being lean, you're gonna do a lot of weird things just to get yeah. your weight down. Yeah. Whereas if you focus on get being healthy and being an example in your yeah. community about what feels. Uh, what fitness and health is, you're going to do completely different things. You're yeah. going to think about, hey, how do I hydrate myself well? How do I eat well? Yep. What do I do to, to get some kind of activity today? Instead of, hey, how do I get my scale number down? Yeah. You know, that, that one little word can change life completely. Yeah. So and you help me. Health. Yeah. So you help people with that first, right? Like what's going on up here yeah. and like get that straight. Cause you could obviously help them with their body right away. Yeah, but like exactly. They might be climbing the wrong ladder, right? So you make sure this stuff is set first and then you can help them like really maximize the, the physical. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have very thorough kind of intake the way I work with people. And that is another reason why I have created those YouTube series because I want yeah. people to already be on a level yeah. where they do a lot of stuff right. Yeah. And then they, they only reach out to me if they want to take it up a level. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm really invested in making sure that people are fit and healthy to begin with. Yep. And they only come to me to get the, to that superhuman level. They're like, yeah. Right, okay, let's see what your full potential is. Yeah. What can you actually achieve? Yeah. Because you should be able to run and walk and do all these kind of things with, without any involvement from me already. Right. Yep. I love that. Cool. Do you uh do you have a meditation practice? Do you meditate at all? I would well, this is like to me that that word never resonated until I realized all it is is just breathing. Yeah. Right. Okay. So and when I started to research it, uh, US military has done it for many, many, many years. Yeah. Uh, teaching people how to breathe so you yep. preserve energy. So they can go outside for two weeks in in a forest and you know, tracking somebody or whatever. And survive for much longer by doing these breathing properly, breathing work, yeah. 
because that's when you go from parasympathetic to sympathetic state and and vice versa. So you need to teach your body how to go from excited to calm state mm. as quick and efficient as possible if you yep. want to have, if you want to have the best life possible. Yeah. Because you need to be going, like I said, different personalities. You go in a gym, you need to be excited. Yep. You can't go in there and like, oh, it's so <laughs> You know, no, you need to get stuff done. Yep. And then you need to learn how to chill out as quick as possible. Yeah. So 99% of people I work with, I will suggest them every time you finish workout, lie on the floor and just do some breathing exercises for up to seven, 10 minutes. Mm. Because that will switch your sympathetic state off. You go into rest and digest state. You're able to process the food you're taking in. Your body starts to recover and all those kind of things. What I see oftentimes with people, especially who are owning their own businesses, they work out and then they go straight to meeting. Yeah. I'm like, you're burning everything now. You yeah. literally physically ruined yourself. And now you're yeah. going through with a fuel for your brain. Uh, you're not going to yeah. get much done. Sooner or later, your body will say, hey, stop. We're not getting mm. anywhere. And it does not take a lot to switch it like i said seven to ten minutes just lie down on a mat put your feet up whatever put the headphones on put a little bit of audio that guides you through how to breathe yeah and uh, that's what i usually call it meditation and like let's not call it like that way because alpha yeah. males don't really like they just like oh, what are you on about like right. no, we, we just gotta teach you how to switch off from being really excited to calm so you can get better results next time around. Uh, yeah. Because there is only so far you can, let's say, drive a car yep. without shifting gears. Yep. You need to take the deep breath in, put it in higher gear, and go again. Yeah. And if I you love don't that. learn that, you burn yourself out physically, mentally, and then your body does not respond anymore. Then you're mentally not doing very well. Your business starts falling apart. Then your relationships, and you're just going to hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, but that's so true, right? Because you got to... Well, obviously, the value of rest and rejuvenation, you can't be Kobe yeah. Bryant, Michael Jordan, Arnold Schwarzenegger if you didn't rest and recover your body, right? So I can look, build look, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I was uh, watching LeBron James. He oh, yeah. In, in between when he needs to go on, yeah. he sits and meditates. He just, just does guy breathing. During the he game? Closes, he closes the guy eyes. Yeah. And just, you can see he's doing breathing, breathing exercises. During the basketball game? During the game. Oh, that's cool. So not when yeah. he plays. When yep. he's taken yeah, out yeah, yeah. on the bench, he obviously yeah, yeah. knows how long he's going to be out. Yep. So we make sure he, he calms down, gets That's his carbs awesome. in, all those kind of all the nutrition in in game, and then get back in. So we he obviously yeah. spends I forgot it was like two point five million a year or, or health and fitness yeah, on for his, his body. Health. That's uh, what I love about LeBron. He values it so much because other players could too, but he really knows the value, which is why. But Michael so, Jordan did that. Kobe yeah. Bryant did that. Yeah, they did too. That's why they're all the best. Yeah. Yep. And it's that's so true. because they were taught what benefits is doing all that. Yeah, a lot of people like, like I said, when you tell them meditations, they go like, "Ah, dude, I don't want to think about yeah. some failures or whatever." I'm like, "No, it's not about that. It's yeah. about teaching your body to go from excited to calm, yep. and from calm to excited immediately, so you can get the job done that's in front of you, yeah. instead of ruining what's in front of you." Yep, it's shifting from the parasympathetic to the sympathetic, right? Because the parasympathetic is your your sympathetic is oh is sympathetic a, i'm sorry yeah sympathetic yeah, to it's the ones that excitement and yeah. is the rest and digest they usually yeah, call it well. exactly cool and, and then a before, lot of people miss out on that they just think i need to work harder i need to do more i need to do more i need to do and i'm like no you need to pull yeah. back reassess everything you know like you do your tax returns end of the year yeah hey am i actually making a profit money right. is coming in but do i even have any cash left yeah like because we, your expenses might be so big, you haven't even noticed that. Yep. The money rolling in is much bigger. And then at the end of the year, damn, my expenses are three times higher than yeah. I expected. And I'm broke now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens with training. You're putting so much work in and you don't realize that you never pull back and never let your body recover yeah. to do the job. So you only stimulate your body to change whilst you train. Right. Change happens when you rest. And right. if you never rest, there is no change happening. Right. Yep, it's so true. We didn't even get to the business stuff, but maybe maybe another time we could get to that. But uh, I want to talk real quick. How did you learn the four languages again? I know you said you were the uh, youngest. It came to me six. that easy. I don't even know myself. At five wow. years of age, I sat down to my mom and started to read book in Russian. And my, my mom was like, what the hell is happening? Wow. No one taught me how to read. Yeah. I was uh, <laughs> 
I believe I learned it from TV because we were in Soviet Union. Yep. We had TV in a, in Latvian and Russian. Yep. And so if it was in Latvian, you had Russian subtitles. Yeah. If it was in Russian, if it was Latvian subtitles. And then uh, kids' programs were in English. Yep. Whereas they would play little clip in English. And then they would play same exact clip in Latvian. Ah, yeah. Then same exact clip in Russian. Yep. So by the time I was seven, I already knew Th three three languages. Yeah. And then I went into school, and at same uh, at seven years of age, they asked like, "What what language do you want to learn?" In my country, you need to have at least two different languages learned to graduate school. So yeah. I picked German. So I learned German as well. I haven't ah. used German for a very long time. I can still understand it, but I would be really struggling to speak in it. Yeah. But I can still learn, uh, read and all those kind of things. Uh, and that's that's that where that was my story of four languages. So, so cool. I could have learned Russian in school, but because our nation is bilingual, it's like in Canada, you speak French and and yeah. American, uh, English. Uh, so it's pretty much same. You can learn just on the street. You don't yeah. need to go to school. I love that. The reason I ask is because languages, as I'm sure you could, you know, more than I do. I, I speak English, of course, and some Spanish. I'm pretty good at co uh, conversation on some Italian as well and i understand some my dad's indian so i understand some urdu i speak a little bit and then my mom is dutch so i speak and understand a little bit of that too but not like very much but i like it because language is really just a expression of like our experience and then the different words we use different languages it's like you can see like you were saying right you have different experiences based on the different yeah. languages and how people especially if you, if you speak german it's like it's like shouting all the time yeah <laughs> No, but I think yeah. I was lucky because I was uh, little. My mom was reading books. I always, yeah. like I said, I had that access to TV where they spoke different languages already. Mm. And when you're so little, you just want to learn everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, yep. you just absorb everything as a sponge. I never had iPods or anything. Like there was no, I didn't even have a phone at home. Never yeah. mind mobile phone. Wow, uh, yeah. So there were, there were no distractions. And I was yep. reading since I was very little. I really loved reading. My neighbor, she was a, a literature teacher. Yeah, and she was giving me books every couple of days. New book. I oh. would read. I would literally sit down and just read all day. Yeah, I and love then to, go do you, climb, do you, climb some trees and then read again. Do you still love to read a lot? Oh yeah, I got yeah. massive library. Sweet, I love that. I love reading too. I, I didn't like reading. I liked reading some books as a kid, like the fiction stuff, but I didn't like reading it in high school and middle school. But now I trained myself to love it. Now it's. I always tell people reading is like. A superpower like that's one of the best things to, I've to ever done. me the, the main reason i was reading was to learn the language because yeah uh, oh okay so you read books I, in different languages uh mainly my own language to, be, to yeah. begin with yeah because uh, latvian is very very complex language to to do uh it's it has their own branch on a language tree and whatnot yeah so and like russian it's in Kyrillic. yeah you know, yeah completely different spelling and all those kind of things uh and then what i realized when i went to greece Greek is very similar to Russian. Just words mean completely different thing. Yeah. To understand Greek, you need to know Kirillitz and English. Right. <laughs> then you can decipher something. That's cool. It. So, so it's like a little combination. Yeah. And uh, cool. to me, it's, uh, it was more about like learning to speak myself. Yeah, for whatever yeah. reason, I just valued that, that a lot. To, to yeah. me, it was like, if I can't speak my own language, what the hell? Yep, uh, and same as English. When I moved to to UK and whatnot, I realized they don't speak American English, so right. I better start reading yeah. some local books. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's amazing, awesome, man. Well, this is uh, I could keep talking to you for hours, uh, but this is incredible. So people can connect with you on YouTube, on Instagram, and check out more of your stuff and, and learn more. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, Instagram is uh, the most active place for me yeah. where, I, where I put stuff out because it's cool. quick and simple. I have my LinkedIn, I have YouTube, I have Twitter, I have all sorts, but I don't use yeah. them much. Especially yeah. Facebook is like, uh, I'm not a big fan of Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's it's more of a, like a gossip kind yeah. of place. Uh, whereas uh, Instagram, I can immediately put something out there that's valuable. Yeah. And, and just leave it there. Uh, I love that. Awesome, man. YouTube is what I'm trying to grow in something that's really beneficial for anyone who is serious about improving their life. Not yeah. so much becoming superhuman and whatnot, yep. but more about what simple things I can do immediately to improve my life. Yeah. 
Yeah. If, you, if he opens a YouTube series, becoming a superhuman and start from video number one, video number two, and so on, yeah. you understand that it, it slowly progresses in sense of what you need to do, what's, yep. uh, what can change your life straight away. I love that. And then I love you put it out there for free for people to use. But now the question is if they actually value it enough to do it, right? Because the money, money makes people. Yeah, yeah. So. But the thing, uh, the catch is that is the free stuff. Yeah. Yep. If no, you're for working sure. with me, it will be will be way better than that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right. It's probably like next but level. My goal and my my colleague as well. Uh, yeah. We sat down and and we literally wrote down. We're gonna talk about these things to these specific people so yeah. they get immediate results. Yeah. So they don't get left about what can I do? Oh, I should I message these guys? No. You're gonna yeah. get all answers there straight away. Yep. Just get on and do it. I love that. That's amazing. Well, thank you, brother, for being on the show. I'm going to let you leave leave it off. What What's the message or final thought you want to share with everybody? Final thought is uh, spend some time on understanding yourself first. Yeah. Before you embark on anything, before you start doing anything, don't do stuff because people tell you or because you think it's exciting. Yep. Understand why you're even thinking about it. Yep. And then decide if that's actually what you want to do. I love that. Amazing. Thank you so much, Yuris. No, great talking to you. Thanks for your time. Likewise. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. If you enjoy the show, please share it and take a minute to leave a review in Apple Podcasts. It really means a lot and helps the podcast grow and reach more people. Click the link down below to join my Peak Network community where I share all of my tips and tricks to win the day. You receive exclusive insights, tools, and strategies on the psychology of peak performance and high performance habits. Try it out for a week. Join with the link down below for free access.